Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. It's not how you start, but how you finish. We are your co-hosts, Solomon and Jamila Jefferson. We want you all to know, no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we've made, we will not allow our past to determine our future. We welcome our guest, Brother Quentin Mayfield, to share some of his story of being born with HIV and his current journey. Welcome, Brother Quentin. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It's a beautiful time right now. Amen. Can you briefly share a little bit about yourself uh, personally and professionally? So personally, I was born with HIV. Um, I'm 28 now. I was diagnosed when I was 11. Um, professionally, I'm new to this um, speaking, speaking, speaking at events and things about HIV and in general. Um, I'm also an actor and a comedian and a real estate investor. Amen. Praise God. Awesome. So what went through your mind when you understood your diagnosis? Um, I ain't never going to have a girlfriend. <laughs> at, that time, at the time when I first found out, I was like more concerned about being a, a normal teenager <laughs> mm-hmm. and dealing with different hormones and feelings as I go through puberty and things like that or... And um, just questioning a lot, like, how am I supposed to live my life this way? How do you feel today with that diagnosis? Um, I feel like today it ain't got nothing on what I, it ain't got nothing on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have this thing. It does not, it does not have in me. It doesn't have me anymore. It used to have me, but it doesn't anymore. Amen. Um, yes, as I was preparing for this, I uh, got to hear some others who were born with um, HIV. Mm-hmm. And one person was sharing that he was angry, but then he got over it and he started uh, having empathy because his mom had him as a teenager. And so he had empathy after understanding and realizing her situation. And now he gives back by mentoring. So I'm glad to hear that from you. That's awesome too. Anger was something that was um in in, in there too, but it wasn't the main. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my main fuel at that time. Right, right, right. And that's common to have. Those are normal feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. But what it's such a blessing to hear where you are on this journey that you didn't stay stuck there. Amen. Yeah, that's the key to life. It's not to be stuck, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are struggling with a lot because they're stuck at some place. Um, But we always have the key to unlock doors for us to walk through, for us to be unstuck and to continue on. Amen. It's really all, it's a choice. Amen. You're right. It is a choice. Amen. So what are you, what or who do you get comfort from when you feel emotionally down related to your diagnosis? Any, um, I usually pray first. Um, um, Jesus Christ is my Lord and personal Savior, so I usually find comfort in Him. But you know, when we go to Him first, He's going to send us people. He always sends people within the community of HIV. So when it comes to those things, I'm always surrounded by people uh, full of life and just living and not dying and not um, emotionally distraught about having HIV. So I really find those, I really find comfort in, in my community. Amen. And to just add to that, we thank God for you and that community that we've met other uh, people who are guests on here. That's probably a part of your community. Shout out to like Sister Lynette. Shout out to um, 
our comedian. You had to help me with his name. Andy yeah, Fitz. brother Cox. Yes. <laughs> and um, who else? There's so many other people. Praise God. So we thank God for you all and the others. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you ever get upset about your diagnosis? Um, before, yes. I used to get very upset. I used to be depressed. Um, and this was all before I became public and started talking about my journey. Um, but yes, I used to be um, upset that I had it and upset on whether or not um, am I going to have time to live. Wow. That was my main, that was like a really big, important part of this journey was how much time do I have? So I used to try to rush into a lot of things. Right. And how old again were you when you found out? I was 11. Okay. So you were 11 years old. So developmentally, I can understand now that way of thinking. You understand Mm -hmm. developmentally at 11, that was like. And I can add to that because uh, although I wasn't born with it, uh, but uh, I'm going on uh, 37 years. Uh, One thing I can say is when I first found out that I was uh, HIV positive, I was really upset. And not only was I upset, just like you said, brother, I thought it was all over with. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I was going to be able to live uh, a functional life. I didn't think I was going to be able uh, to get married or have a a real strong relationship. Uh, and unfortunately for me, I, I felt a crutch and my crutch was, was drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I ran into drugs and drugs, I allowed drugs to consume me for a while. But ultimately I came to my senses in 1999 and, uh, I think it was, uh, 2005. I've been undetectable ever since. Amen. So I, thank, so I thank God for how he allowed me to accept my diagnosis and continue to live on. Yes. <laughs> I had to make that um exception um early on. You know, I think HIV grew me up faster than I was supposed to because mm-hmm. it was so adult it was so it was so much like adult situations that I had no guidance from. Um mm. It was confusing, too, because I didn't I used to question my sexuality. I used to think, you know, well, I have this virus that's normally found in the gay community. So I I must be gay or that's where I'm supposed to identify myself as I used to. That was very confusing for an 11 year old to grow up with thinking that he may be and he may be a part of this community by default. And this wow. is probably what I'm supposed to be, who I'm supposed to be. But I, 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 I told Satan, no, that's not who I am. That is not who I identify am. Just because I have this doesn't mean that that's where I'm supposed to go. Amen. Praise God. The devil is a liar. And I thank God for you sharing that because, again, at the age of 11, developmentally, the way you're thinking and processing, you know, that's not uncommon. And I just give God the glory for your uh transparency and being able to share that because it could help someone else that's listening um, as well. So thank you for sharing. Um, You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. What have you learned about yourself living with HIV? I'm more confident. I'm more confident knowing that I have it and knowing that this is not who I am. It's just a part of who I am. 
it doesn't really say, you know, this is the end all be all for Quentin Khalif Mayfield. This is just, you know, a part of me. And it made me, it, it makes me think, you know, it um, makes me think about life, makes me think about choices. It makes me think about the future, the present and my past and how it all connects together. Um, just having this. And I've met so many beautiful people with it and without it. Because it's a community of not just people with it, but it's people who are who are um, with us because someone of their and their family because of someone who they know, um, and they could just want to continue their legacy for them, or because they just really care about them and the rest, and they want to know people who are else are out here like that family member or that special person to them. And I just learned that I'm very vibrant. I'm very just. I don't know. I'm just happy <laughs> about it now. I'm glad it's a part of my life. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself if I was negative right now. Hmm. That's deep. That's deep. It is deep. Because, you, do you know, the first part of my life, I was negative because I never knew. I didn't become positive until I was told. But although I was born with it, I always had it. I just never knew about it until I got at that time. So I lived my life, my life normally until I was told different. Hmm. That's profound. Yeah. Wow. Well, just for, this would be to share a little bit on that note. Uh, I was 23 years old when I was diagnosed, and I'm 60 now, so that's been 37 years. Ago. So I've been living with this virus longer than I have been without it. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is that a lot of people would not, a lot of people probably wouldn't understand this, but um, it's probably one of the best things that happened to me. Reason why I'm saying that is because the the way my lifestyle was prior to me being diagnosed, I was living a dangerous lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I was doing things that I know I had no business doing. But what HIV did to me or did for me was it slowed me down. It it made me look at life differently. Mm-hmm. It made me realize that every day is a precious day. Mm-hmm not to be wasted and fooling around doing the things that I used to do. So uh, I I would honestly say uh, when I was diagnosed, I still uh, had some bad risk behaviors. But like I said, in 1999, which was about 20 some years ago, uh, I I looked at this thing and I said, wait, I need to take care of myself, you know, because I wasn't undetectable at that time. You know, my, 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 my health was fading. I was underweight, undernourished. And you already mm-hmm. know that's not good living with HIV. So right. I started eating properly. I started taking care of myself. I started exercising. I started drinking plenty of fluids. And I, most importantly, I started taking my medicine and listening to the doctors. And not long after that, like I said, 2003 to now, I've been undetectable. So I thank God for what he's doing in my life with this HIV. Amen. And I do have to clear something up because, or add something to this because I um, wasn't just diagnosed with HIV at 11. I actually had an AIDS diagnosis when I was Mm. 11 because my T cells were at 14. Mm. Like, you know, um, so at 11 years old with an AIDS diagnosis, that AIDS diagnosis is still with me to this day, but I am HIV um, positive and undetectable today. Because I've taken my medicine and, and, and took care of myself over these years. Um, 
But at that time, when I was first diagnosed, I wasn't taking medicine. And my mom tried to get me to take my medicine, but I didn't know why I was taking medicine. I felt fine. And, you know, that's the that's normal with people who are really educated about HIV. They look at each other and be like, hey, you're fine. I don't think you need that. So, you know, as we fast forward to 11 years old and I got the diagnosis, so when you look at my records, it will say AIDS diagnosis, um, but I'm HIV positive and undetectable now. And that had opened doors for the government to help me out with funding and housing and things like that because I had that AIDS diagnosis. That AIDS diagnosis is just on paper for medical uh, terminologies. Right. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you for sharing. Can you explain a little bit more to our audience so they can have a better understanding of what the difference is with AIDS um, and HIV? So HIV is the virus, and if it's left untreated, it transitions into AIDS. Um, they're both completely different from one another. Um, it's more so a vi- I like to explain it like if you just if you cut your hand and you don't wash it and don't and don't do anything with it, you just have it open, let the healing process begin by just not even cleaning it. It's going to progress into something else. Mm-hmm. versus the, what, it, what it began to be, which is the cut. So the cut represents the virus. And when it's, when it's left untreated, you get um, exposed to a lot of things. Your immune system becomes weaker and you're more succept- susceptible to a lot of sicknesses. That's why a lot of AIDS patients who have passed away, they passed away from complications of AIDS because their, their body was like mm-hmm. immune to the common cold. The common cold could have took someone with a low immune system right out of here. Mm-hmm. So it's more so the complications of AIDS that people die from and not AIDS itself. Amen. Thank you. That's so helpful. And just to add to like the conversation, you know, um, undetectable is untransmittable. And I give God the glory that, you know, being married to someone who's HIV positive, he's been undetectable for how long now? 20 some years. Praise God. And so I don't have to take any type of, um, medication and we're healthy. He goes and does what he needs to do. So there's hope for those who want to get married. Um, Mm. (laughs) And so I just wanted to, you know, mention that, that it doesn't define you. We have a great marriage. You know, we have our moments where we have our disagreements, but we're on the same team and we come back loving each other and, you know, black love and Christian love. And, you know, there's hope as well. Do you ever think about wanting to get married? Oh, it's definitely in my in the will of God for me. I know it. <laughs> he didn't show Amen. Me. <laughs> Um, yes i um and the and the the crazy thing is now like you two are the second couple um that i know um who are experienced hiv partners and the others not as hiv negative Mm -hmm. but what's really so profound to me is that more so when you hear hiv and aids you always you automatically hear the lgbtq community now i'm not I have nothing against the, that community, but what I will say is this, that by default, I've always been associated with that because of the virus. And it's like, I don't really see a lot of, you know, heterosexual couples get married, like a man and a woman married, living with HIV, whether they both have it, one person has it. So this is very like eye-opening. It's very refreshing to me because I'm so used to seeing it in the gay community. That's, they make it seem like that's all where it's, that's all there is to it. So this is very profound for me to see a man and wife who are married and one person in the marriage has HIV who is a man and not 
a part of that H, um, the LGBT community as it is always portrayed to be. And that is so true. Mm-hmm. Amen. And we also have a child as well because, um, and she's fine as well. Um, you know. Amen. Yes. So to God be the glory. Um, yeah. Praise God. So we're gonna uh, get ready to close shortly, but before we do, if you wouldn't mind, um, feel free to share some, you know, practical tools, any scriptures, words of inspiration, or anything you feel led that would be helpful. Um, resources uh, to those impacted by what we've been discussing so far. Uh, my 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 biggest thing I will tell someone is to find community. Find somebody in this community that you will be able to open up to. Um, and you have to be willing to be transparent and humble because you're not going to get healing unless you're honest and open with yourself first. And then you can be that way with other people. But there's other people out here that's already a little further along than you and you need that person to help lead you and guide you so find community um find the honesty and the willingness in yourself to go forward with this and we living we're not dying we are living we are living we are living witnesses we are living testimonies we are living with hiv yes brother quitman i would appreciate you saying that because I will confess that I was diagnosed in 1985. Okay, I kept this for a long time mm-hmm. to myself. And by keeping it to myself, and when I say a long time, I'm talking about decades. And the only people that knew about my diagnosis after a while was my mother, my father, and my siblings. Until recently, uh, and I mean very recently, probably within the last three years or four years, I've came open with it. And I feel such relief mm-hmm. because our podcast is uh, it's not how you start, but how you finish. It's all about uh, being liberated and being open and being free. You don't have to suffer in silence. You know, you don't have to go through this load by yourself. And since I've come open with it, the community, as you talked about, Brother Quinn, has been very open on it, open open arms and very inspiration. And not only that, but give me some resources and some education. Because mm-hmm. I was so confined in myself that I wasn't really resourceful. I wasn't really doing that educating myself. You know, I was just stuck. But thank God for the community. And I thank you for bringing that up. You're very welcome. Yes. Thank God for community. And that's for yes. anything, not just HIV, like anything mm-hmm. that you're going through. It's a community of people out there that have gone through what you're going through. Yes. Um, it takes me, that takes me to James. Uh, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm still getting familiar with learning the Bible, but I know it's in James. And I think it's in chapter five when James talks about um, confess your sins to one another so that you can pray for each other. Amen. You know, we got to do that. That's community and so is important because somebody's been through what you're going through right now. That mm-hmm. that person is going to be able to help you and guide you through it. Amen. Amen. And to add to that about community, because yes, that's community is so powerful. I know um, where we <laughs> worship at our church and um, they have, it's called Living in Victory Every Day. Um, and the acronyms is L-I-V-E. 
And it's Mm -hmm. a support group to effectively educate, motivate, and train individuals who have been infected and or affected by HIV AIDS. And so, um, you know, we just give God the glory for community because without community, it could be a challenge. You know, you could feel all alone, but when you're in community, that's where it's such a process of being able to connect with others and to be able to get healing and, you know, to be able to connect. And like you said, it's not just people who are diagnosed, but those that have loved ones and friends as well who have it. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing. And before we close, I have to add this too. Uh, My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, there's no doubt in my mind that I'm still here only because of my love of Jesus Christ. Because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I'd be at today. I mean, most people are familiar with uh, Magic. Magic Johnson, Mm -hmm. when he came out, you know, with his HIV status, uh, I think Magic's been diagnosed now for like 32 years. I got him beat by five. So I've been been carrying this thing way before Magic, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) So I just thank God that, you know, I also lost probably 20 or 25 people that I know personally that, that has died with uh, HIV AIDS. But God still had me here, and I just want to thank God for keeping me. Amen. 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 Yeah, so just before we close, um, regarding community, have you connected um, with others like yourselves? I mean, you know, in support groups or like, you know, uh, that were born with it or that you know that or maybe teenagers um or kids so, when they learn about no, the diagnosis. I, I have not come across any teenagers with it yet, but I have come across somebody else that was born with it and that is Andy Fez, as we mentioned earlier, he's the comedian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so we yeah. have a lot in common now and we we finally met in person not too long ago. That was really Amen. Yes, we finally <laughs> met in person. We had a really good time. Lynette was there and a couple other people were there. We had a very nice time. But um, he's the only other person that I know of that's born with it. And I'm looking forward to finding out more and meeting more people like me. Amen. Praise God. Well, we just thank God for your life and your story and your testimony um, to continue to inspire and to provide education and awareness, you know, on your platform because God is faithful, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I just love the fact that he is doing awesome things in you, through you and with you so that others could continue to have hope and be Mm -hmm. blessed by your life. Amen. Because it's bigger than me. Amen. It's bigger than us. Amen. So we'll, pretty much. Yeah. Before we close, please feel free to share any closing comments and thoughts. And then if you're led to do so, um, to share your, you know, contact information for those that you would like, um, who may have an interest in reaching you or getting in touch with you or following you on social media. Um, so, okay. So, um, again, community is very important. Find community, find the willingness and the honesty in yourself to, um, open up and be transparent and humble. Um, most importantly, too, I want to add to that. If you don't know Jesus Christ, get to know him for yourself. It's a personal experience. Yes. Not, every, not every walk is the same, but we can come in fellowship together always. Um, and there's community right there. 
Um, my social media accounts, you can follow me on Instagram. I have actually have two accounts. You can follow me at quentin.caliph on Instagram. That's my first page. And the other page is shape underscore up underscore coach. I also have, um, I do Herbalife. I use Herbalife products. I also am an Herbalife distributor. So those of you who are, you know, want extra help on your weight loss journey or, you know, you're trying to gain healthy weight or if you're trying to bulk up, I have everything that you may need. I have teas. We have um, skincare um, products. I have skincare products. I, I I love the skincare products. My skin be packed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Um, you can follow me and add me on Facebook at uh, Quentin Khalif. And um, I'm usually on both on both uh, platforms. I don't really have anything else besides those two. Um, but those is where those two pages, well, three pages you can contact me on. I'm always open. My DMs are always open. My messenger is always open. So you can always reach out to me, talk to me, ask me questions. I'm not going to shun you away. Um, and if I do shun you away, it's for a good reason, because sometimes I need a break from talking about HIV. <laughs> Amen. Boundaries are so important. Amen. 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 Well, my brother, this has been a blessing, man. We just, uh, I thank God that we already met you in person. So just to let you know, man, that uh, we are inspired about your life. And, and, and more importantly, I'm inspired just knowing what God is going, going is carrying you to. Because mm-hmm. you're, only, you're only starting, brother. God got big things for you. But just hold on, man, and just continue to do what you're doing because you're a very likable you're a very approachable person, and I thank God for that in you. Amen. So I just Amen. pray, man. I just pray that God continues to guide you, continue to keep you open, and me and my wife want to continue to keep you in our prayers. Thank you so much. Okay, brother. We'll talk to you later. God bless. God bless you, too. Thank you so much for having me. Amen. Amen. So no matter the cards we've been dealt in life or the mistakes we have made, it does not define who we are or where we are going. It is just a part of our story and the journey that God has us on to not only learn from these different experiences, but to sometimes be able to help support, encourage, and inspire others who may be going through similar situations. My husband and I have learned this to be true because of our different life experiences, which have led us in wanting to continue to share our stories along with others to know it is not how you start, but how you finish.